Welcome back to the Anxiety Slayer podcast, where we're celebrating our 14-year anniversary with a big sale that closes out today. You can save 50% on our most popular anxiety relief courses in the Anxiety Slayer Academy. All you need to do is use the coupon code ANNIVERSARY when you check out. And again, that does run through midnight today, November 12th. So head on over to anxietyslayer.teachable.com and explore our courses. This week on the Anxiety Slayer podcast, we're discussing how to lower your anxiety and look after yourself before and during medical procedures, thanks to a request from one of our listeners. Welcome back, Ananga. Hey, Shen. So good to be with you again to talk about something that you and I both have had issue with. And now we have a listener question to answer or to discuss, which I think is going to be really helpful for all of the anxiety slayers listening in. I would love an episode that focuses on calming prior to a procedure, big or small. Something as simple as getting a vaccination or blood draw to knee surgery or open heart surgery. Fear, uncertainty, anticipation, and vulnerability triggers anxiety for me every single time. I'm helping my daughters navigate this and would love tips to keep me grounded no matter what is happening or coming so I can help them stay in the present as well. Thank you for all that you do. Keep slaying. As always, we're grateful for your questions, and this is a, this is a good one that we haven't really discussed much over the years. Yeah, something we've touched on a while ago, but uh, yeah, something we all have to face and it's good to have the support and coping strategies around helping ourselves go through it as smoothly as possible. And that really starts with gaining some clarity, doesn't it? Because this kind of anxiety can feel massive and very invasive. I remember years ago looking for a new health care provider and really wanting to connect with somebody that just seemed more warm and personal and less clinical. And the anxiety just even around looking for somebody new to trust and to be in partnership with my health care seemed like a lot. But where I'm going here with the story is I did find that person and I'm grateful for them. They've, they've since retired, but I remember going in for something as simple as a blood pressure reading and just knowing that my blood pressure was going to be too high because it turns out I'm one of those people that has that white coat syndrome where, <laughs> where my blood pressure uh, goes through the roof, which led to a lot of testing and scrutiny that proved the fact that that was what was happening. Because if I took my blood pressure at home, it was much lower than in the doctor's office. So that was gaining some clarity and getting clear on what I was worrying about and, and realizing, oh, okay, if I'm, if I'm measuring this over time and this is what things look like versus what's happening there, I can rest a little bit easier in knowing that that's something that's up and and something I can share with my new healthcare provider. Yeah, it really helps to be clear. And in this question, the, the words are mentioned, fear, uncertainty, anticipation, vulnerability, they all come in 
quite a little package, don't they? There is already some some clarity and um, ability to express, you know, where that kind of anxiety is coming from. It can come from so many different areas. So it's really helpful to ask yourself what your main concern is. So some people are afraid of needles. Some have a general discomfort with the white coats. Some don't like the scrutiny. Sometimes there's anxiety over a potential diagnosis or about feeling confined in um, some tests. I remember my mother had to have an MRI scan here in the UK about this time last year, and she's a little claustrophobic, so that was very challenging for her, and we were discussing ways to get her comfortable and help her be prepared for that. So talking with a trusted friend or a professional can help you get clear from there and explore the support you need. And when we're using words like fear and uncertainty, vulnerability, anticipation, they're good clues, but they're also things that we can go deeper with and get more specific with. And then we can look at things like tapping, rescue remedy, different strategies and support that we're going to talk about after the break. But getting clear helps us shine a light on a more specific fear where we can get help rather than just feeling so swamped and overwhelmed by a big invasive feeling. Mm. I think it also helps to take care of some of the practical things in advance of a test or procedure arrangements that you are completely aware of ahead of time so that you don't have more to worry about. You need somebody to accompany you to your test or procedure. I prefer to have my husband along with me if I'm going for something like an MRI or something more than just a you know, getting my bloods or, or those kinds of things. It makes me feel much more comfortable having him there with me. And you might feel the same. The other thing that you might do is just clear your schedule as much as you can ar- around that particular time so that you can have some quiet time. You can meditate. You can do some breathing practices. All of the things that you can take care of in advance that you know, this is how I'm going to look after myself. I'm going to make sure that I don't have caffeine this morning, or I'm going to make sure that I have somebody to accompany me. There's just something about feeling like you have some of your ducks in a row before you go and do this. Yeah, we don't need to feel like all the ducks are down because again, that becomes that more general takeover anxiety. So yeah, do we need hydration? Have we got a bottle of water, a flask of tea? Do we want to get some rescue remedy in the flask or get some rescue remedy pastels, make a little anxiety slayer care kit with some essential oils, some lavender, or perhaps an MP3 player with something calming to listen to. Just have a little support in place for before, during and after. And that doesn't have to be a big thing. When I say that, it sounds like, oh, that's a lot to get together. It might be the same thing mm-hmm. for all of it. <laughs> it might be warm drinks and rescue remedy something nice to read, something good to listen to, a friend. Do you need a ride? Is it easier for you to not have to drive on that occasion? Um, I recently moved, so I'm now under the care of a different hospital to where I was before. I had to figure out parking. Where do I go? Where do I park? What does that look like? And yeah, it was just easier for me to get on Google, trace out the route, look at the parking, figure it out before I went. It was less nervous energy to have things in place. So as practical or as loved up as we need to be. It's just being clear about our needs and anything goes with that. 
Mm-hmm. You know, it's self-respecting and self-compassionate to say, this is what I need to help me get through this, and it's okay. I really like the suggestion of listening to music or listening to something soothing, whatever works for you. That's something that I do now in the waiting room. Mm-hmm. I don't like waiting rooms. I don't like waiting rooms anywhere. It could be getting car work done. <laughs> And just being able to listen to some of my favorite music and just kind of be in the flow of that music is incredibly helpful. I think the other part that's really helpful too is to have something to look forward to afterwards, knowing that you've got something more than this procedure or appointment or if you are going to be in hospital for a period of time that you have something to look forward to after so that you can see it's kind of like the recommendation that after you come home from vacation, start planning the next one, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but make plans. And, And so if it's something where you're in and out fairly quickly, make plans with a friend or with your family or start a new book or do something that's really supportive hop in a warm bath, anything like that where you can be like, oh, okay, I did it. And, and yeah. give yourself credit that you did it and that you can do things like this. You can do hard things. Yeah. You know, if, if you are in that space of, of fear and, and overwhelm, you're going to find that it's, that it's really helpful. It's so helpful because this is the kind of anxiety that can feel like a brick wall. It's like that's all we can see. We will say, I've got this whatever appointment looming on the horizon. Mm-hmm. And that, that's it. It's there. It's in front of us. It's big. It doesn't feel good. So when we have something to put beyond it, we can see around it, however that works for us, to have something on the other side to look towards. It can be something significant or something mm-hmm. small or just peace and a, and a nourishing meal and some processing and And a moment of self-compassion, giving yourself a hug and saying, you did it. Yeah. You did the hard thing. I was listening to Brené Brown's audio book of her new book, Atlas of the Heart, and she shared about her anticipatory anxiety with dental visits. And she said they're never that bad. She gets good care. She's got kind people. But she said that she can get herself in such intense feelings before the event running up to it that even when it's over, it can take a time to sort of settle and come back down. Oh yeah. You've got all of that cortisol shooting through your body and just, yeah, I can relate. I can relate Brene (laughs) having just been to the dentist last week. (laughs) (laughs) Love how she's so human. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, that, that also shows you if Brene Brown struggles with this stuff, it's okay. We all can, and we all do. Yeah. And just to allow for that, that, you know, you might need a little extra uh, chamomile tea, rescue remedy, hug, just to allow for that little extra self-care on the other side. After the break, we'll be talking about supportive calming techniques you can do before a visit to the doctor or any medical procedure. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. For lots of people, and I'm sure many of our listeners, this time of year can be a bit of a grind, and it's totally natural to feel some trepidation about it. Navigating the change in season, planning for the holidays and all that comes with the hustle, and the 
giant expectations we often put on ourselves. Therapy can actually be something to look forward to amid all of the stress and never-ending to-do lists. And you can come away more grounded and have access to lots of supportive tools to help you manage everything you have going on. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Find your bright spot this season with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Slayer today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Slayer. Before the break, we were talking about how important it is to care for yourself and have something to look forward to after your doctor's appointment or procedure. And now we're going to dive into what you can do and where you can find comfort and some calming and coping techniques that will help you as well. It really helps to be in touch with where we find inspiration. I think this kind of anxiety is a very zoomed in kind of anxiety, and sometimes just changing our perspective a bit and zooming out to the bigger picture, things that we find comforting, inspiring, supportive. If we have a a personal spiritual practice or self-care practices, to really go deeper with those, give them more, more time, more attention, to be very present with them. That's something that's always helped me, particularly with my meditation practice. If I'm going through some choppy waters, I've got a run of tests coming up. I like to really make sure that I'm rooted in my practice. And that always helps me, always helps me have a a bigger picture and feel able to go through whatever I need to more calmly. Yeah, it's amazing what you can move through with more grace and ease when you look after your own comfort and when you're sweet with yourself and when you go to those things that you know are supportive and just give you that extra bit of love and comfort and sweetness. And it sounds so simple, right? And it is simple if you're aware of what it is that brings you comfort. Yeah. Over the years, I've noticed with myself, you know, as my friend, I've been through some quite intense surgery diagnosis. There's been some ups and downs in in my health through the years we've been in partnership. And what I've noticed is it's not so much the thing, even if it's a big thing, it's your consciousness. Mm -hmm. It's your state of mind. It's how grounded you are in the things that really matter to you whether that's a faith, spiritual practice, whatever it is that makes you feel at home and safe, the better we take care of our mind, the more resilient we are to cope with whatever comes. I've been through some quite minor consultations and felt really rattled, and I've been through some quite major ones and felt quite grounded and and okay and able to go through it pretty smoothly. And it all depends on my consciousness. It all depends on where my mind's at which is why it's such a fantastic investment in every day of our lives to take care of ourselves as best we can, then we're in good shape to deal with what we need to. And there's some great calming and coping techniques as well that 
we'd like to share with you today that are going to be really game changers for you in this particular circumstance. We've already brought up Rescue Remedy, but it is super helpful to take before and after appointments like this. Get yourself some. You can get it on Amazon. You can get it at Nelson's. And it's purely pure natural goodness for your body. We've used it for years. We're not affiliates. We just know that it works. Yeah, I just bought some yesterday. <laughs> you did? Yeah, I just ran out and I've got a little bottle here on my on my desk in front of me. I should probably check and see how much I have left as well because I generally will take some um, before the road trips mm. that I have. I've been having a lot of road trips, as you're aware of, and just is a nice, again, it's, it brings me some comfort before I drive a long ways. Yeah, it's a great thing to have in your care kit. This time I picked up quite a small bottle. So it's on my desk at the moment, but it feels very portable to take with me. Mm-hmm. And I got some pastels as well, which I'm keeping in the car. Actually says on the bottle, I'm holding it, comfort and reassure. That's what we need. <laughs> mm-hmm. I realize we talk about Rescue Remedy a lot, but there's a reason for that. It's definitely one of our go-to remedies that we recommend for all of our listeners who are in this situation of feeling uncomfortable, overwhelmed, or afraid of a doctor's visit or a procedure. The calming point is also fantastic. And we have a guided practice on our Patreon for the calming point. We've recorded a number of different episodes where we've referred to the calming point and walked you through how to use it. But basically, it's a point right in the middle of, the, of your palm, of your hand. So if you take your right thumb and press it into the palm of your left hand, right in the center there, nice and firm, and take some deep breaths, you will notice very, very quickly that you start to be more calm and relaxed. As we were talking about Brene Brown earlier and the dentist visit and all, of, all that comes with that, that's exactly where my thumb and hand, I just sit there the whole time doing the, the calming point and breathing and have noticed a, a big change in how I do when I'm in the dentist chair. Yeah, it's fantastic. Nobody can see you doing it. Nobody needs to know. Or if they do, it's a good thing to share. I know you've shared it on several occasions on those kind of visits. And uh, as I've often shared on the podcast in the past, that got me through a wisdom tooth extraction. I had a infected wisdom tooth and um, that was quite a painful experience. It was so painful. I wasn't nervous. <laughs> yeah. You just wanted it out. Get it out. <laughs> yeah. There was going to be no sleep until it was dealt with, which is a funny thing, isn't it? It's all context and um, the light we're seeing things in pains a great motivation to seek support. However, I was there and fully conscious for that to be dealt with. And the calming point was extremely helpful. And I think it helps in healing, it helps in recovery because we're less stressed and able to be calmly present and send ourselves love and compassion. And it, it works amazingly well. That's been my go-to in many waiting rooms as well. Yeah. And then, of course, EFT tapping for the specific fears that are coming up for you is going to be really supportive before any of these appointments. And you can you can do tapping after, you know, directly after as well. But just by voicing 
some of your fears and reminding yourself that you love and accept yourself is huge. Tapping such a versatile tool, and I really recommend learning it for any anxiety, but really particularly for this kind of anxiety. I just recorded a tapping session for our patrons a couple of weeks ago called What If It's Going To Be Okay? So that's really for when we feel vulnerable, uncertain, we've got fears looming up on the horizon. Usually in those scenarios, the mind's throwing up the the worst case thoughts. You know, what if this happens and what if that happens? So this tapping session is really about putting those worries to rest and switching it out to what if it's going to be okay and really helping to get that anxiety down. Then there's other ways you can use tapping. I had a client, tapping client some years ago now, they had intense anxiety over medical appointments to the point that they would feel that they would pass out. And they really did the work. They learned tapping, they applied it, and they had a great breakthrough with being able to support themselves. I was really proud of them for how they stuck at it and and got tapping working for them. Another way you can use it, which is just, again, showing the, the versatility of tapping, is if you're worried about things like blood pressure, you can get a blood pressure monitor and put it on the table in front of you and just look at it and tap because you'll notice if that's something you're concerned about, your physiology will react to being in its presence. It becomes a trigger. You know, we worry that that machine's going to reveal something, that that machine's numbers become very relevant, seem to represent something about our well-being or even our mortality if anxiety is running high. So get the machine, stick it on the table in front of you and tap until you feel neutral about it. So, so many ways to use tapping. And of course, many of them are covered in our health anxiety course. Yeah, there's some great sessions in the health anxiety course. And we've had lovely feedback from students who have signed up for that. And and that reminds me to just let you guys know one more time that today is the last day to save 50% on our most popular anxiety relief courses in the Anxiety Slayer Academy. All you have to do is Use the coupon code ANNIVERSARY when you check out to take advantage of that 50% off. And you can do that until midnight on November 12th. Visit anxietyslayer.teachable.com. And again, just use that coupon code ANNIVERSARY when you check out to save 50% on any of the courses that you find there. 